it's Wednesday, June the 30th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, American house prices soar and Jacob Zuma sentenced. First, the world in brief. American house prices rose to 14.6% in the year to April, the fastest rate for 30 years, according to S&P Dow Jones. The research firm said a COVID-19-driven desire to move from urban apartments to suburban dwellings is behind the increase. Meanwhile, an index of American consumer confidence produced by the conference board, another research group, rose for the fifth month running from 120 in May to 127.3 in June. Kim Jong-un, North Korea's leader, said his country faces a, quote, huge crisis in its fight against COVID-19 and that an unspecified incident had put the health of the nation at, quote, great risk. North Korea, whose borders are sealed to keep the disease at bay, has implausibly reported not a single coronavirus case. Any outbreak could quickly overrun the country's dilapidated health system. Didi Chuxing reportedly raised $4.4 billion in its American IPO ahead of its launch on the New York Stock Exchange today. The Chinese ride-sharing firm is believed to have priced its shares at $14 and sold more than expected, giving it market capitalization of around $67.5 billion. That is still behind Uber's estimated $95 million. Investors attracted by Didi's growth potential must price in an antitrust investigation in its home country. Jacob Zuma, the former president of South Africa, was sentenced to 15 months in prison for contempt of court after failing to appear at an inquiry relating to allegations of corruption during his time in power. Separately, Mr Zuma last month pled not guilty to corruption charges relating to an arms deal struck in 1999. Moderna said its COVID-19 vaccine seems to work well against variants including the Delta strain. The World Health Organization has said that the transmission of COVID is outpacing vaccinations. In America, the spread of the more infectious Delta variant has prompted Los Angeles County to reinstate guidance that people, including those who have been vaccinated, wear masks in indoor public spaces. United Airlines ordered 270 new planes, the biggest addition to its fleet in the company's history, and a sign of growing confidence that travel will rebound after the pandemic. It brings the American Airlines' total outstanding orders to 500 planes. United plans to replace two-thirds of its 50-seat jets with larger aircraft to accommodate premium seats. Security forces in Eswatini opened fire on protesters demanding reforms to the system of absolute monarchy in the small African kingdom formerly known as Swaziland. Campaigners accused King Swati of enriching himself off the backs of his 1.5 million subjects, many of whom live in poverty. The king, Africa's last absolute monarch, has reportedly fled to South Africa. A nighttime curfew has been imposed. And fact of the day, six babies in every 1,000 are born death in Africa, a rate six times that in America. And now here's today's agenda. Captured by the state, Jacob Zuma. In 1995, Nelson Mandela, the newly elected president, spoke at the opening of South Africa's Constitutional Court. We expect you to stand on guard not only against direct assault on the principles of the constitution, he said, but against insidious corrosion. Since then, no one has corroded the country's institutions more than Jacob Zuma, president from 2009 to 2018. Yesterday, the court finally caught up with him. It sentenced Mr Zuma to 15 months in prison for contempt of court. 
It was not the accusations of corruption surrounding an arms deal in 1999 that were his undoing, nor the wholesale looting of public funds during his presidency. Rather, it was his refusal to participate meaningfully in a judge-led commission into the quote state capture that happened under his rule. Mr Zuma has no right of appeal against the ruling. He may end up as a Mandela in reverse, famous for being in prison after the presidency rather than before. Zooming ahead. LegalZoom's IPO. LegalZoom has spent the past 20 years annoying lawyers by undercutting them. Price-conscious people and businesses in need of wills, trademark applications and business formations can use the website to draw up documents, often at cheaper rates than with a regular advocate. Today, the company's shares begin trading publicly on Nasdaq, an American stock exchange. If shares sell at the top end of the LegalZoom's prospective range, it will be worth around $5 billion, up from a valuation of $2 billion in a private funding round three years ago. LegalZoom has benefited from the pandemic. Revenue increased by 15% last year as Americans, trapped at home and reminded of their mortality, increasingly turned to the company to help plan their estates. Small entrepreneurs also embraced the firm. It helped form 10% of new American limited liability companies amid a record-breaking surge in new business starts last year. Time, perhaps, for conventional lawyers to lower prices to compete with the upstart. Fending off the threats. Russia's economic recovery. As Russia's politicians lord a bouncy economy, a summer COVID-19 wave is washing over the country. Russia's economy has recovered to pre-pandemic levels, reckons the central bank's boss. But some worry the economy is moving too fast. Inflation is up. The cost of food, on which poor Russians spend around half their incomes, is climbing faster still. Many analysts poised to pour over the reams of economic data published today are expecting a fourth interest rate rise on the trot next month. More vexing is the failure to slam the brakes on the spread of the Delta variant. Recorded deaths are at an all-time high. Vaccine hesitancy is as rampant as the virus itself. Just one-eighth of Russians have been fully jabbed. To keep up the boast of a roaring recovery, the state needs shots in arms. It plans to get them with an unhealthy dose of coercion. Settling for EU Europeans in Britain I cannot stress too much that Britain is part of Europe, and always will be, wrote Boris Johnson, now Britain's Prime Minister, just after the country voted to leave the European Union in 2016. It turns out the reverse is also true. Today is the deadline for EU citizens to apply for settled status in Britain, which allows them to stay with most of their rights intact. At the last count on May 31st, the Home Office have received 5.6 million applications. Some are resubmissions but the total number of applicants is estimated at 5 million, much larger than the 3.5 million to 4.1 million the government expected. Poles and Romanians are the biggest groups, with over 975,000 and 918,000 applications respectively, made by March 31st. Italians submitted more applications than Dutch, French and German citizens combined. The great majority of applications have been approved. Europe is a part of Britain, and always will be. Cryptic Offers Keith Herring at Christie's Today, untitled, a 9 square metre painting by Keith Herring goes under the hammer at the London branch of Christie's, an auction house. 
The bright yellow canvas, expected to fetch up to £4.5 million, $6.2 million, features the late pop artist's trademark bold lines and cartoonish figures. Created in 1984, it is considered one of the first artistic representations of a computer. Given those digital credentials, Christie's is accepting payment in cryptocurrency, as it did in March in the world's first auction of an NFT by a leading auction house. It is not the first crypto-friendly auction of a tangible artwork. Sotheby's, its rival, sold a Banksy for digital coin in May, but it is the first European or American auction house to permit payment not only of the quote hammer price, but also associated fees in cryptocurrency. With Sotheby's already planning its next crypto auction of a 101.38 carat diamond in July, the trend looks set to continue. Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Gay, who was born on this day in 1685. The fly that sips treacle is lost in the sweets. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.